It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Hello, this is Candace, and this is an impromptu mini episode. I was talking with Arzu. Hi. And Vanessa. Hey. And we were just talking about fictional moments that f***ed us up. I'm going to beep that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just go first because I brought up my love of Doctor Who. I really love the Russell T. Davis era, which is the best era in my opinion. I'm just saying. And I was trying to rewatch it without crying. I got to Father's Day. His companion, Rose Tyler, goes back to the day her father died. And I'm like, I'm starting to tear up already. <laughs> it's just like Doctor Who, for being like a family show, f***s you up. Yeah, it absolutely does. Because it, it puts, like, obviously, you, you have all of time and space. And you can create a lot of very interesting scenarios in that, with, with all of that to work with. But a lot of times... It just ends up being heartbreaking. It's like 99% of the time it does. And then Doomsday, when Doctor and Rose, who I totally ship, they're one of my early ships, when they get separated and David Tennant and Billy Piper are crying, I'm crying with them because they are just like, I guess their acting is just so good also. It is. I mean, they, they yeah, they really make you feel that. That's an, I mean, that's another reason why Doctor Who just kind of gets you every single time because they tend to have just a stellar cast. Yeah. I remember seeing the behind the scenes of that episode and like Billy Piper was like getting so upset in the like scenes. Like she couldn't stop crying. Like David Tennant was like hugging her because she was just like oh. so emotional. Because also she was saying goodbye to like more than two years of her life. Well, so. that's just- yeah, and that's also the same when, I mean, it's sad when a lot of the doctors go, but that was the same with David Tennant at oh, his God. end. Because he's like he he literally says, I don't want to go. <laughs> and you know how that, much he loves being the doctor. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> and then, okay, but the moment overall that broke me, it's Doctor Who. It's when Donna, spoiler alerts to Journey's End Season 4, when she has to have all her memories of her time with the doctor taken away. And she begs not for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but that still messes me up so much. I mean, the only thing worse than losing the doctor or like getting, you know, is not being able to remember it at all. She just grew so much as a character in that season. It's my favorite season of Doctor Who, season four. And it's just like gone from her. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was going to say. Her character development is all gone after that. Anything that happened, any, any way she grew. That's it. It's over. You know what I mean? So I don't need, I'm not even a huge Doctor Who fan and that messed me up. It hurts. It hurts so much. Arzu, I know you have a few. Well, okay. There's the one you all know about, which is Ben Solo died and I cried for three weeks straight and didn't eat for a week and just, it was a bad time. So we're not going to talk about that. Well, we are going to Star Wars (laughs) for other people who are not as excited. Star Wars. I just forget that people don't live in my head. So... (laughs) Other than that, I cannot watch Mamma Mia 2 without sobbing my eyes out at the end when the ghost of Meryl Streep shows up and she sings a duet with her daughter and I just ugly cry every time. (laughs) I have not seen that movie and I did not know that's what happened. (laughs) Sorry, spoilers. No, it's okay. It's been out forever and I knew she died, but I didn't know her ghost came back. It's a whole thing because they're at the baptism for her daughter's baby and she's singing a song to the baby and then Meryl Streep comes and like singing a song to Uh, her baby, so her daughter. And when I saw it in the theaters, I went with my mom and it was a bunch of mothers and daughters. Oh, of course. And by this point in the movie, everybody is clinging to their mother, sobbing their eyes out. (laughs) And that has carried on to home video. So when I watch it at home, it's the same thing. 
Vanessa, have you come up with one? You guys were talking about Supernatural, and there, there are definitely things that get me in, in that all the time. I cry a lot with, with that show because I love it so much. However, when I was thinking about the whole, as, you know, as Arzu calls it, ugly crying situation, <laughs> I can remember two movies that I watched that just, I guess just the way that everything happened or, or the, the outcome of it just shocked me so much that I, I couldn't handle it. The first was Roman Holiday. Oh, <laughs> because I'm sitting there and I was watching this with my dad because my dad shows me all these old movies. And, you know, you're watching the end. And I don't know if everyone thinks this, but, you know, I, I thought that she was going to come running out toward Gregory Peck at the at the very end. Like, that's just kind of what it feels like. And obviously, you know, that the whole thing is just building up to like their, their romance and and she doesn't. And then the credits roll and I look at my dad and he just starts laughing because I'm sobbing. <laughs> Because I guess I don't know if he thought that it wouldn't affect me that much, but I was just like crying, and and he was like, "What?" He's like, "Well, that's just how it is." Vanessa, were you a kid? I mean, I was I was probably teens. Okay, because like when you're a kid, you're used to like everything happening like happily ever after. So I saw that when I was like eight or nine because I went through a Audrey Hepburn phase after Mm -hmm. my dad showed me My Fair Lady, and I was like. They don't end up together? What kind of bullshit is this? Yeah. Of course, I don't say that because I'm nine, but I'm thinking it. Exactly. I was just so shocked. And that was the thing. It wasn't even that. I mean, I was sad, but I think just the shock of it, for some reason, just started just started me like crazy crying. <laughs> I went through the same phase when I saw it. I'm like, this is devastating. I'm never watching this movie again. Yeah, I think I was maybe 15. I yeah. love that movie now. Oh, yeah, kinda... no, I love the movie. But then another one that makes me cry every single time, like really, really badly is My Girl. Oh, no. Oh, Again, no. just the shock of the shock of it. You're like, no, there's no way this that they're going. The, oh, they did it. They did it. OK. They killed off a kid. They killed off a kid. And it's her best friend. And that that one I did see when I was younger and just couldn't handle that. But I watched it so many times afterwards. It was one of my, it was one of those movies that I think that I would go to a lot if I needed just a good cry. Yeah, I think I've seen it once. I cried too hard to watch it again. Did any of you guys go through like a Buffy Angel Firefly phase? Firefly, yes. Firefly, I, yes. I haven't. Okay. Confession: Haven't seen Buffy or Angel. Willow's girlfriend Tara gets like shot right in front of her and there's like blood splatter and it's right after they get back together and they're all like happy and like everyone's just so happy and then all of a sudden death oh dear yeah those are always the moments i didn't know about the trope kill your gaze but like that's a perfect example of it oh god but but they were happy that's the point they were happy this, yeah it was happy and then all of a sudden devastation that's the worst part of any of this like I, I feel like there's a lot i can't right now i can't think of any specific examples but i feel like that does happen a lot where all the you know for some reason every like everyone's just like oh yeah it's like it's exciting everything is great and then all of a sudden someone dies or something terrible happens and then they just can't be happy and i'm like come on guys why why are you why is this life I think it's worse if you go into it sort of not expecting that. Like Roman Holiday is the perfect example. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's princess so and a journalist and they're riding around Rome and it's great and it looks like a fairy tale. So then when the rug gets pulled for, out from under you at the end, it's shocking. But if you're kind of going in expecting tragic romance, then when the romance ends in tragedy, it doesn't affect you in the same way because you kind of knew that was going to happen exactly. before you went in. Yeah, exactly. I think this has progressed into a big fear for me where it's it's just like, huh. Everything feels really great. When's the other shoe going to drop? <laughs> like that's what that they have ruined that for me. <laughs> it's like when everything in the book is going really well and then you realize there's 150 pages left. Yeah. Or is it just life, Vanessa? Is it making you success of life? 
Yes. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I have one other one that absolutely broke me. Mm-hmm. That made me ugly cry. I like the ugly cry. Fictional moments that made us ugly cry. Yeah. It's also related to Doctor Who, the spinoff Torchwood. Mm. Did you watch that, Vanessa? No, I didn't. But I know what you're talking about. Okay. So Torchwood Children of Earth is a like a mini series instead of having like a third season. And again, children in danger. That is like a button for me to make me cry. And Jax, the main character, is immortal, but he has a grandson. So, but it looks weird, but it's still his grandson. And his daughter's there, and his daughter looks older than him. It's all this stuff. And he takes his daughter and his grandson to, like, this army base. So you think, okay, well, at least his grandson's going to be safe there. So the aliens are about to take children of Earth. And then I'm I'm trying to remember this because I've only seen it once because it broke me. But then Jack and the other people on the base realize that if they can use like a child's brainwaves, they could stop the aliens forever. And there's only one kid there. And that's his grandson. So he has to gra- he grabs his grandson while his daughter screaming, crying, and it kills his grandson to save all the children on Earth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He had just lost his lover, too. So... And Jack's immortal, so he's watched everyone he loves dies. And two of his team had died in the other season. And I am just like, I'm watching this at my parents' house. I think I was in college or something like that. And my dad watched it with me and he's like, this is messed up. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, he's like, he didn't ask me why I was crying because he's like, he understood why for once. Oh, and then there's there's a politician who whose children are gonna be sacrificed to show, like, oh look. Our children are going to this thing. So the politician kills himself, his wife, and his two daughters right before Jack solves it all. What? That That's intense. What is I, I, yeah. Just big spoilers. Big spoilers. It's supposed to be the darker version of Doctor Who, that's which it dark. is. But like but Every Doctor, episode. Who, Doctor Who is dark enough at certain point. Like talking about Doctor Who, I, re- I was remembering the one, the episode, it's called The Girl Who Waited. And it's the 11th Doctor. And he and Amy and Rory go to this uh, this place called like the Two, Two Streams facility. Do you remember this? Vaguely. Okay. So basically what happens is that you can choose like one of two buttons and then um, Amy ends up uh, choosing a button and then is in a different room. And so basically she's she's separated from the Doctor and Rory and the Doctor and Rory go to find her. But when they find her, it's however many years in the future. And so oh, yeah. she's like an old, she's like about old woman, but she's, she's older for sure. And she has waited for years and years for them to come to her in this place that has no people. And she creates like a Rory robot. Oh, it's it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And then they finally get, they do get Amy back, but it's a past version of herself. So old Amy is just, I think she, actually, I think old Amy sacrifices herself. So there's a lot of sacrifice stuff going on in all these. Just Amy in general, Doctor Who, she waits a lot. She People abandon her and then she waits, comes back, abandons her again. She waits three years. It's just like all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, damn. Every time the doctor loses a companion, it just, it hurts a lot. Yeah, yeah. He slash she can never be happy (laughs) for long. (laughs) Now I've made myself sad, guys. I know. But it's all okay. Everyone, everyone's fine. It's fiction. Yeah, sure. It just breaks us sometimes. Sometimes it has to, so we can appreciate the stuff that doesn't break us. Then again, you were rewatching Doctor Who, so I guess even if it breaks you, like... One of my friends got me to see it, like, when it was just, like, on BBC before it became, like, really mainstream in America. And, like, one of my, like, live journal friends or something, I think it was. And they're like, it's super fun. It's about this alien, and he travels through time, and you really love it. It's so cute. 
It's so cute. That sounds a lot cuter than Doctor Who actually is. An alien that travels through time. None of the devastation that's coming has been advertised at all. Nope. I just thought, I was like, okay, that looks cool. That sounds cool. It's like all my nerd friends are into it. Why don't I get into it? A decade of heartbreak later. Yes. Right now I'm in my, let me read all the fan fiction I can where the Doctor is happy. So let's just stay in that happy place. I feel, like, fix. I feel like we could just do a whole episode of how Doctor Who broke us or made us ugly cry. Oh, no, we definitely could. We could do it like per season, probably, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> but anyway, we want to know what fictional moment made you ugly cry. Are you like Arzu and still haven't gotten over Kylo Bay? Listen, I'm going through it, okay? <laughs> yeah, so tell us on our social media. We're the Kiki Waffle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok even. It's mostly things of my dog. Twitter is geeky underscore waffle. Yes. So thank you all. And we hope you don't ugly cry today.